Hey y'all, Pastor Drew here. This is the third episode of our podcast series on spiritual warfare. Today we're going to be talking about hearing God. So if you grew up in a church like the one I grew up in, then you may have heard about the Holy Spirit, but you didn't know how to interact with Him. Well, today I want to talk to us and just walk us through how we hear His voice. First, I want to talk about how biblical this is, though. So as we talked about in a previous episode, Galatians 5.16 says, Walk by the Spirit, which points us to the fact that we have to be able to have a relationship with the Spirit and obey what He's telling us in each step. Though there are many places in the Bible where we can learn more about hearing from God, Ephesians 6.17 reveals some key details that I want to talk about. So in Ephesians 6.10-20, through 20, we read about spiritual warfare and how we're called to wage war. That we don't bless or we don't wrestle against the flesh and blood, but against spiritual forces of darkness or demons. And also, uh, in that passage, we're called to put on our spiritual armor so that we're ready to go to battle. Um, And I just encourage you that if you are listening and following the voice of God, then you've already put on this armor. Now, let me just share a little bit about what I'm talking about. So, um, really what we find is that our faith rises as we hear from the Lord. So uh, when we think about the helmet of salvation, we, we're thinking about our identity, that we know who we are. We are sons and daughters of the living God. We have salvation in Him, and there's something about that that protects us from being able, from being assaulted by the enemy and Him tell us that we're still orphans, that we don't have the promises that God has given to His children. This is what the helmet of salvation is all about. Well, the helmet of salvation will remain in place far more steadily and and will be able to have faith that we are sons and daughters if we're continually hearing from God. Also, the breastplate of righteousness. Well, the, the breastplate of righteousness is Christ's imputed righteousness to us. It's us recognizing and embracing that His righteousness has been given to us. We don't have to fight for it. We don't have to gain access to it. He freely gives it. We receive it. And because He is righteous, we are now righteous as well. And so all of this remains steady, an ironclad steadiness in our life if we're willing to listen and receive the words of God, because he will continually be affirming what what, uh, these truths are in our hearts if we're continually listening to his voice. So um, we, we come, and I'm just naming a couple of spiritual armor pieces there, but you get to the end of that spiritual armor portion, and you look at verse 17, and it tells us, To take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Now, in the Greek, there are uh, three separate words for word. 
Now, I'm, I'm going to come back to Ephesians 6.17 in just a moment, but I need to be able to explain this for us to understand. In the Greek, they have three separate words that describe what the English really only uses one word for. And so it, it can seem uh, like the English oversimplified it to some extent. But the Greek, um, one, one Greek word that's translated word is graphe. Now, in the Greek, that simply means the written word of God. And so it's where we get our English word of graphic. You know, it's the written word of God. Another uh, word that's translated into English word is logos. Now, the logos in the Greek is usually used to speak about the person who is the word, which is Jesus. Jesus is the word made flesh. He is the Lagos. All right. Now the third use in the Greek, we translate this third word as word. And this is the same word that we see in Ephesians 6, 17. And this is rhema, the Greek word rhema. Now what rhema means is uh, the, the present and active voice of God. It means that when, when this word is used, it's saying that God is speaking right now into someone's heart. So, translation, what Ephesians 16 is, seven, when, uh, what Ephesians 6, 17 is saying, when it says to take up the, the, the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God, it's saying that in the moment of battle, God will speak into your heart and what he gives you is what you battle with. It's not saying that the Bible is the sword of the spirit. Now, everything we hear from God must be founded in the Bible. God will never tell us something that disagrees with the Bible. And so that's very important that we know that what we know about hearing from God should come from the Bible itself. But that's not what Ephesians 6.17 is saying. Ephesians 6.17 is saying that he will speak into that battle. Sometimes he'll give us a Bible verse to, to, to fight with. But in other moments, he'll tell us the name of the demon we're facing and how to cast it out. Other times, he'll, he'll give us other details and, and things that he wants us to speak redemptively over a situation to release his kingdom. Whatever the case, the sword of the Spirit is the active and present voice of God. It's the rhema voice of God. It's hearing from God and following his voice. All right? So another place that we see in Scripture where uh, we, we see the word rhema used is in... Romans 10, 17. Now in this, in this uh, verse, we see that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. When we hear that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of Christ, that the translator, the, the, the Greek word used for word is rhema. So it's very important that we know he's speaking about faith comes by hearing God, by literally hearing the voice of God in our hearts and then following what he says. 
This is very important that we differentiate and we realize that faith is built up by actively, relationally hearing from God and living out what he's saying. So this is the importance of this that we see in scripture, that we see for our Christian walks in life. So if you've never done this, if you've never listened to God and heard from God, then I just want to encourage you for a few in a few ways before we practice this today. And that's what we're going to end with. But um, we are not physical beings who have a spirit. We are spiritual beings who have a temporary physical body. Now, when we think about it, our spirit is who we are, right? Our spirit will live for eternity, whereas our physical bodies will only live 70 to 100 years at the most. But our spirit will last forever. Also, when we think of experience in life, it is our spirit that experiences everything. Love, fear, joy, anxiety, and all the other things are experienced by our spirit. So if you're wondering how you hear from with your spirit, then you are much more experienced and capable than you think you are to hear spiritually. It's actually much more natural for us to hear with our spirit than it is with our physical ears. But with that said, I, I will uh, just say that since we're not used to it, it may take practice in order for us to grow in hearing God rightly. And that's okay. And I will say the only difference between, uh, between us and the prophet Elijah is experience. Elijah practiced hearing God continually and he became great at it and that's how he was able to profess God's word. That's the only difference between him and us is experience. And experience only comes by just practicing it. All right. So there are a few most common ways. There's a lot of ways to hear from God, but three are the most common. I want to introduce us to these ways of hearing God so that we can just know that this is what I can expect as I listen. So the first of these three ways is impressions. Or a lot of people who receive an impression as they hear from God, they, they'll experience it as a feeling or this instinctual drawing for us to do this or that. Now, now that's the main way or usually the, the, the way that people begin to hear from God is through impressions. The second way that some people hear from God is that they actually hear a voice in their head. And, and usually it, 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 it comes about as their own mental voice. But because they didn't put that thought in their head, they can know it's from a spirit. Now, if you're hearing from a spirit, then I'd encourage you to just to give it the 1 John 4, 2 test. And what that test is, if you read 1 John 4, 2, it says this. Does this come from the spirit that proclaims Jesus in the flesh? Now, if the spirit replies yes, then that's from God. 
But if the Spirit replies no or doesn't answer, then don't follow that voice and cast it out in Jesus' name. Okay, so uh, the last common way that people hear from God is through visions or pictures. We call this seeing in the Spirit. Now, I've seen many things in, in my life in the Spirit. I've seen angels and demons and pictures of things that, that, that prophetically helped people. Um, I, I've even seen heaven in a dream. Um, it was only a room, so I didn't see a lot of heaven, but, but I, I, I saw a glimpse. Um, so, but I, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know that this is some of how God can communicate with us. So just to paint a little clearer picture of that, people who see in the Spirit, they sometimes can see a still picture, and other times they can see what's kind of like a movie. At other times, it can seem like you're actually in the vision you're seeing, the vision that God's giving you. Okay, so again, some people hear in these three ways, and, and I could name 10 to 20 other ways that people hear from God, but I think these are the most common, and most of the ways we hear are tied to these three ways. So to end with today, whether this is your first time to seek to hear from the Lord or not, I want to lead you through hearing from God. Now remember, don't overcomplicate this. It's, it's very simple. I'm giving you details to try to prep you for what you might be able to expect. But the way God speaks to us is very simple. Don't overcomplicate it. Just let it happen. Let him speak to you. And whether you're hearing or seeing or feeling something, then go with it. Let it happen and assume, what I'm asking you to do is assume that what you're experiencing is from the Lord. So as we ask God to speak, whatever you experience after that, that moment, assume that it's from Him. Okay, so right after I get done talking, I'm just going to encourage you to simply surrender to God. Just tell God, God, I surrender to you. And then ask him to speak. Say, God, will you speak to me? And then listen. And as you listen, he will bring about however he wants to speak to you. And, and I would just encourage you, even if it's a thought that some random thought and you think, oh, I just came up with that. No, assume that it's from God, if you are a son or a daughter of God, then he wants to speak to you. And the key to letting him speak to you is just that, letting him speak. Assuming, trusting that when you ask him to speak, he will speak. He will impress something on your heart. He will reveal something to your mind through a vision or he'll say something to you and you'll hear it. All right, so Lord, I pray that you would bless them as they listen to you and that you would open up their hearts to have forevermore for the rest of our life and on into eternity, wonderful conversations where they're experiencing the joy and encouragement that only you can speak into our lives. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen.